Battle Ready Broadcast, believing what it says. Okay, welcome back to Battle Ready. I forgot whether we were on, if it was solid or if it was blue. I forgot, sorry. Um, we are back. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. We are in Revelation. We are in chapter 2. We're going to start about verse 18. Um, we can kind of summarize a little bit of the things that we had from last week just to lead us into this. And I'll let Laura do that because she does that better than either one of us. So she's great. Go ahead. Lead us into okay. it. So we've begun the letters to the seven churches. Jesus is speaking. All the words are in red in my Bible. This is God speaking to John. And having John deliver this message to the angels of these churches, he said, the stars are the are the angels of the churches, right? The mm -hmm. candlesticks are mm -hmm. the churches. Jesus is and, in the midst. And that's not really where I want to start, but I, I'll say we've already went through two of the churches. We went mm -hmm. through the church at Ephesus, what his message is to them. Every time God introduces himself first, mm -hmm. because the most important thing you can know is who he is. Mm -hmm. and, and he introduces himself by different names to each church that he's speaking to because he's exactly what they need. Mm -hmm. And then he'll say to them, here's what I'm seeing. Here's where you're not getting it right. Here's what will happen if you listen to me. Mm -hmm. And here's what will happen if you don't. But he's dealing with each one of his churches. He's walking in the midst of the candlesticks always. In other words, he is present where God's people meet. Because the church is the people of God meeting. It's not a building or a place or anything else. It is a, a body of believers And the, and the Bible meeting. calls it tenderly the bride of Christ. Right. right. And, and that's an important thing I want to talk about. When he talked about Ephesus, he talked about them having a lot of good things with them. But he said, you also have forgotten the most important part. Mm -hmm. You're starting to forget the most important part. You're focused on being smart, being intelligent, being able to tell right from wrong and good from evil, and that's good. But he said the most important part is the gospel and your reliance on me and my finished work. Mm -hmm. And then he moves on to the church of Smyrna who's facing severe tribulation. And, and they're being, we talked about the martyrdom that's going on and how they're having to withstand these huge trials being mm -hmm. tried and imprisoned and, and beaten and hurt because of their faith. And they're standing up for God, and he says, listen to me. You think you're poor, but you're rich. Mm -hmm. And and what you are earning is, is far greater than what you're leaving behind in this world. And he talked to them. But I, I wanted to start today, before we get to our third church, and ask you about water. So we yesterday, not yesterday, but last week when we began this study, we talked about the number seven. We said there's seven churches he writes to. There's seven stars, seven candlesticks. And you brought up seven doesn't just mean seven. Like mm -hmm. these are seven mm -hmm. real churches. You could go to where these churches were, mm -hmm. right? Yes. But it is also a number of completeness or wholeness. Yes. We talked about like all these issues that we're reading about are in the church today, have been in the church eternally since Down it began. The ages, yep. Right? Since the church was born. There's nothing new that a church has. These hasn't things gone have been through. there, right? Mm -hmm. yes. And he's writing to the church as a whole. He's writing to the church right now. Mm -hmm. for us to see these things. It's the complete and total body that is the bride of Christ, mm -hmm. okay? And we said mm -hmm. that that's this revelation is full of symbolism, but it's also literal. He wants us mm -hmm. to hear that lesson and apply it literally to us. Mm -hmm. So when I ask about water, I bring it up for a reason, but what does water represent in the Bible? Living water. 
Jesus said, I'll create in you a fountain of living water, Mm -hmm. right? He told that to the woman at the well. Mm -hmm. If you drink this water, you'll never thirst again. You'll never thirst again. If you knew the water I knew of, you know, you'd ask Mm -hmm. me for a drink. Meaning himself, the Holy Spirit he'll put inside of us as a believer, Mm -hmm. right? His presence. His presence. Eternal life, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. His presence. But water also... Represents judgment Mm -hmm. and cleanses. So we think back to Noah's flood when God saw sin had reached the point that it had to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. The world was flooded by water, literally flooded by water. That that water was a judgment for sin. Mm -hmm. Correct. Right. So water could be a very good thing. Can be cleansing. And water could be a very severe thing, Mm -hmm. and a judgment. And there are a lot of things just like that. I'm gonna give you another one. Morning star. Jesus. You say Jesus, but Isaiah said Satan. Mm-hmm. I saw that too. I, right? I, yeah. So it, Jesus is the morning star, and Satan is referred to as a morning star. Mm-hmm. A morning star, not the morning star. But here's the difference. Satan is a fallen star. Mm-hmm. He is a fake star. Mm-hmm. He's a counterfeit. He's a cold, dark counterfeit star just like you said as i heard um, uh, adrian rogers say one time he's a knucklehead don't well, attribute to him the attributes of god he does not have he those. doesn't have them but he but he that thinks same he word he in scripture i'm saying that same word in scripture mm-hmm. yeah has been has used uh, it can describe satan and his fakeness that is all and the reason it's used for that is because when satan is working it is not all, now, sometimes it, it is not always dark and evil and easy to discern. Sometimes it comes as everything you ever wanted. Mm-hmm. And That's beauty. Very true. And like temptation, like you've never and believed. Acceptance and it'll sound so good and, and spiritual. I mean, and, and this goes right into our lesson today. Mm-hmm. And all these churches okay. have to be aware of that. But the true morning star, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. is not the counterfeit. He's the real. He's the bright and morning star. He's the mm-hmm. faithful and the true. Mm-hmm. Right? He's the reliable one. Mm-hmm. So you have to know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's you what do. I mean. You do. And Okay. So we're going to come to a lot of things in these churches where you need to think about the word being used to describe these churches and their actions. And you need to think about, when I is it a good thing? Mm-hmm. Is it a bad thing? Mm-hmm. Right, and really see what God is saying because and then it's on top of that, not do you want to know for that church's sake, you need to know for your individual sake. And then every church today can take this and say, Where do I fall? Where am I at? What have I done with these mm-hmm. instructions? And most importantly, you're the church. You're the church. Yes. So, yes, you your church needs to hear it, but individually, you need to hear it. You're them. the church. Mm-hmm. Right? So you need to hear it. Mm-hmm. You, every yes. one of us is a member. Yep. Right? Of this body. So let's get the third church, which is the church so, at Thyatira. Verse 18. And right? just to give you some background on the church of Thyatira, this is a place where Paul met Lydia. Mm-hmm. And you know Lydia is the seller and, of purple. And that is in, I wrote that down so that you would know what's happening there. That was a very good meeting. Mm-hmm. She's having a Bible study. Mm-hmm down by the river with her people. She's a Jewish woman having a Bible study. And Paul comes and is like, can I teach you something? Mm -hmm. Which is unheard of Mm -hmm. for him to stop and talk to this woman Mm -hmm. leading a Bible study. He stops and has, and she's like, 
they believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they believe Paul's word. Mm-hmm. And she invites him back to, to stay and rest with her mm-hmm. and her. Mm-hmm. And, and that is a good thing. She's, she is na- named in another book as a, a fellow worker in the gospel with him. Mm-hmm. She's spreading. That's a good That's a woman. Good thing. Mm-hmm. And a, a good woman doing a good thing. But this we're also same place come across with a bad woman. Is a bad woman. And what, what you have to be careful is you read very carefully mm-hmm. what this is saying, what we're talking about. Because if you're not careful, you, lump everything you label Jesus, you, you use the morning star, and, and you don't, if you read morning star in Isaiah and you think that's Christ, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. If you read morning star in Revelation and you think that's Satan, you're, you're in trouble. In trouble. Mm-hmm. You have to read what he says. Agreed. And very good way to open that up. Okay. Verse 18, and unto the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These things saith the Son of God, who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like unto fine brass. So he's introduced himself as the first and the last. He's introduced mm-hmm. his, himself as he who walks through the candlesticks. Mm-hmm. The, and these different words he's used. What do you think he means by speaking to them and saying, I am my eyes are a flame of fire. My feet are like fine brass. In my opinion, I think the eyes of fire, I, I think he's saying to them, I see you, I know. You might try to hide a few things, but not only do I know, I judge what you do and what you say, how you say it, what you do. And isn't it, isn't it kind of wonderful? We say this sometimes. We can say it, uh, I'm going to follow your thing. We can say it as a good thing or a bad thing. Sometimes it's good that God is able to tell the intent of our heart. Sometimes we might say something and that's not what we meant. Our intent was good. God knows that. But then sometimes we think we're getting by with something and he with the eyes of like unto a flame of fire, which is how he was described to John when John first saw him. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He has the right to judge our actions. And I feel like the the feet of brass are the same way. Isn't brass, that's the solid, pure thing at the time and it's firm and it's Mm -hmm. and it doesn't change and it you know it's he is he is all those things don't forget though in the last church and I I only say this because I like this he's announced himself you were right as the one who walks through the midst and he also announces himself as the double-edged the double-edged sword so as each church comes by He's getting, you know, it's it's. He has serious things a, to it's say. It's a progression, I think. Somehow, I don't know exactly how, but and, it's a little bit of a progression. And I think that's a really great description of what those eyes and those feet look like. I also think we said it in chapter one, just to remind you, that that was the first time John saw Jesus like that. Mm-hmm. He saw the resurrected body of Christ, mm-hmm. right? But, but that body looked this. so much like a human being that on the road to Emmaus. They They weren't sure who he was. Mm -hmm. He didn't have eyes like fire and feet like brass then. Mm -hmm. Right? Then he was, they could touch the nail prints in his hands. Mm -hmm. He tells Thomas, you can put your hand in my side. He eats fish. He has a resurrected body. But this is a a glorified body. This is what he left heaven to come to earth. This is is as much as John can handle in a human form of a glorified Jesus Christ. And I think that speaks to the fact that he's introducing himself as I'm God, mm-hmm. and not just your buddy. And but I what I am your buddy. Do you know what but I, mean? I am? I, I died for you, and I made a way for you. But I have never stopped being God. And don't you think that's a, that's good? Because I know we hear a lot of people say the man upstairs. Oh, we're friends. We okay. He loves us all. 
He loves us more than we ever deserve to be Invites loved. us boldly to come he, to him. He does tell us to boldly make our mm-hmm. requests known, ask, seek, find. He does all those things. But we can't forget. He's God. That we're, we cannot be so familiar that we forget he's God. He is God. And in Isaiah, isn't there somewhere where I know it is, but it says, I'm God, there is none mm-hmm. else. And I know the beginning from the end. And when mm-hmm. I tell you something's going to happen, that's the way it's going to happen. My words. Um, and we it's can't, really important. We can't forget that. And I think sometimes in church, maybe we do. We kind of, you know, like I might talk to you. I love you dearly. You're my daughter. I might tell you, you know. But then with God, I can love him dearly, but I can never forget that he is God. Well, he said in the last church, I know what you're going through because I know where Satan's seat is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He, he says things like mm-hmm. that. He said, what, what's going on? He said the other one, Jews that are not Jews at all, mm-hmm. that are giving you trouble. Giving you cause um, the Nicolaitans, who's, I hate their doctrine. And we I talked see, about this thing. And that, and see, okay. There's other things he hates. There's uh, things he hates. That he says they are an abomination to me. My well, point being, he's saying, I'm introducing you. I'm you. introducing myself to you as God. Mm-hmm. In other words, all these false ideas of God, Get over especially them. in this next church of Thyatira, there's a there's a opposition between the true and living, glorified Jesus Christ and the false church. And it never And he's stops. about to introduce the false church to you so in Thyatira. As, so as you go through the rest of the churches that are remaining, you saw it pick up a little bit. There was a few, and oh, now there's some Nicolaitans, and now we have we'll have a lady. But he's who called comes them in out teach. in every church. He he's does. called the false doctrine out in every church. But in this church, He's making it clear. Before I even tell you about your problem, you need to see what God really is. That's Jesus Christ. That's me. Mm-hmm. With feet like brass and eyes like, like fire. fire. That's me. Mm-hmm. And then you need to recognize how fall short, how, how much it falls short, the fake God you've set up in this church. Absolutely. And the false church that and, you've set up. And, there's a real and Christ wedding. and an antichrist, and there's a real church and, and an anti-church. Church. I mean, right. and this is an anti-church mm-hmm. in Thyatira. Well, part of it. And even in that church, God will save who he will save. Those that overcome get a reward. That's what he tells them. So, and their name in the Lamb's Book of Life and all these things. But I want you to, I want to, I want to just elaborate on that vision that John had. John's his friend. And I know we said this before. John's his friend. You know, he's the one that Jesus told Peter how he was going to die. And Peter says, what about that guy? And he says, what is it to you? You know, thereby leave him right? until I return. What is that what to is you? What is that to you? But when John sees... Jesus and he knows him right he knew him he loved him it says he was the disciple that Jesus loved in verse 17 of chapter 1 it says and when I saw him when he saw the eyes of fire the feet of brass the hair as white as snow wool it says I fell at his feet as dead Mm -hmm. and he knows him right he Mm -hmm. this is an image this is this is we I don't think it's even entered into our hearts how glorious God is. I've been on that kick for the last couple of days, so I'm sorry if I'm taking too long here. But I don't even think we begin to touch, to scratch the surface of what he really is. We, it's we one should. thing to talk about that the world doesn't see it. Of course they don't. Mm-hmm. But it's another thing to talk about. The church doesn't see it. The church ought to see it, or ought to be expecting it. We, I don't know The that church can... acts like he's barely enough. Yes. Instead of he's beyond God. our understanding. And we forget that he's in control of everything. And if we believe that, 
then why are we still trying to fight for control? Why are we so worried about every little thing? Why do we, you know, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think we just barely scratch the surface. Maybe it's our human, our human we ability. We pray and, and we're maybe, like, well, maybe he can help Maybe me. we're not, we're too human and we can't mm -hmm. see it. And I think everybody suffers from that, but we can't forget the glory of God and his omniscience, um, you know, all the things that he is. I'm sorry. Nope. That's just been something that's been on my mind for a couple of days now. That's been something I think God's been dwelling with me with is if I'm God and you believe that and I say that I do, then why are you panicked about things that you don't need to panic over? Right? Didn't I say I could take care of you? Didn't I say, you know, do this? Yes, you did. Mm -hmm. All right. So where am I at? Um, verse 19. I'm not sure if that's where we were, but let's go there. Okay. Verse 19. This is what he sees that is good. He okay. says, I know thy works and charity and service and faith and thy patience and thy works and the last to be more than the first, which is interesting. Right? Right. Notwithstanding, nonetheless, mm -hmm. anyway, something just because you've got all that stuff going on, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. Okay, there could have literally been a woman named Jezebel here. Mm -hmm. Could have. Could have. But I think it's but a most likely of. he's calling her Jezebel because of Jezebel that's in the Old Testament, and they know who, who that everybody is. thinks is some kind of a harlot or a really sexy person. But Jezebel in the Old Testament is a spiritual person. Mm -hmm. She is a person who teaches them to worship false gods. Mm -hmm. She is at odds with Elijah when Elijah's on Mount Carmel. It's her prophets mm -hmm. that he's fighting against mm -hmm. that are calling out to the prophets of Baal and Jezebel's. Mm -hmm behalf mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he's calling out to the real and true God I think that Jezebel represents that creeping in of a false church and that teaching of that false doctrine because look at what he says she number one she calls herself a, a prophet, prophet. Mm -hmm. God doesn't call her a prophet she calls herself a prophet and number two here's what she's teaching in the church she's teaching that it's a fornication go Seduce, for it and eating things sacrificed to idols now Paul says if you have no regard to the, the meat idol. that was sold, Paul told you, go ahead and eat it. Like, it's just meat. Mm -hmm. But if you are eating it, trying to put your foot in both worlds, like you're eating that and it's convicting you of sin because you believe you came out of that mm -hmm. and you're believing there's something to that, then, don't then you that. need to stay away from that and never eat it. Mm -hmm. right? right? And she's telling them, hey, it's straddle okay. the fence. It's all right. You, you don't have both. to come out and be separate. You don't have to come out and be different. You don't have to listen. This is this is our church today in America right now. The church mm -hmm. right today in America right now says you don't have to change your lifestyle. God loves you so much, and that's true. Mm -hmm. He does. God love loves you, so, you so, much. so much. God cares about you right where you are. That's true. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to change. That's, that's not, not true. true. That's not true because when you come to Christ and you are a believer, you you surrender everything you are, mm -hmm. and all your stuff all your thoughts and beliefs have to come captive to Christ good bad under good. his authority mm -hmm. he is he's got eyes like fire and feet like brass mm -hmm. he's in charge he sees it and he understands and he there knows. is a false church among mm -hmm. us today and and just like this church it's mixed mm -hmm. like there's some people in the church that are doing what they're supposed to do in Thyatira mm -hmm. and then there's some people seduced in the because, church of Thyatira because it's easier to do what you and like and the seduction is mm -hmm. we can put these things together right 
we can compromise it. We don't have to be Completely separate. separate. We don't have to listen to what God says about these things and how he's calling you to holiness and purity and he's calling you to his word. We can put these things together. Don't worry. Go ahead and do what you're doing. God loves you. God is full of grace. Yes, he loves you. Yes, he's full of grace. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? And she seduces them. She, 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 she deceives them. I want you to think about one of the things I looked up about because it says she calls herself a prophet. This person who's teaching them calls herself a prophet. And I said, well, does God call any women prophets in his word? And I looked it up, and he does. Mm -hmm. He calls Miriam a prophet in Exodus 15. Deborah's a prophet in Judges 4. Huldah is a prophet in 2 Kings. The wife of Isaiah is a prophet in Chronicles 34. Anna, at the time of Christ's birth, is called a prophet in the book of Luke. There are four virgin daughters of Philip in Acts 21 who are called prophets. Again, water, morning star, Right, Prophet. but there are women who called themselves prophetesses mm -hmm. and disrupted churches. That and were did all kinds of stuff. And they were the false church. They looked mm -hmm. holy. Mm -hmm. They looked. One of them is Jezebel, who he refers to right here. Unless her name really is Jezebel, he's referring to a false prophet right there. There's one. There's another name, Noadiah, in Nehemiah mm -hmm. chapter six, and she is a Jewish person of descent, but she is standing in opposition to Ezra and Nehemiah building mm -hmm. the temple and yep. says, this is not what you're supposed to be doing and blah, blah, blah. And she's railing people against them and rallying people against them. She's not of God. She's calling herself a prophetess. Mm -hmm. Right? She's not. But, but I also want you to think, you started out by saying, and you didn't know what I was going to talk about, mm -mm. bride of Christ. Mm -hmm. There's a bride of the Antichrist. There is. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. There's the true bride, bride of Christ is the born again. Jesus Christ is the leader. What he says goes. Mm -hmm. What he says about gender roles and what he says about authority Everything. and what he says in his word. That's what rules in, in the true church of God because they're under his authority. He has feet like brass and eyes like fire. And, he and there is a wife the to stuff. the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. He sees And she looks holy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes she sits right in our midst. Mm-hmm. She does. And, and she true. looks very, very good. And everybody says, she is a godly woman. Mm -hmm. But what they're looking at is the outside, and God is looking at the heart. Mm -hmm. Which is why and he God has is the saying, eyes of fire. You, you can't let someone who's teaching you to mix Christianity with the world, to compromise the truth. You know, Lena said something interesting. My, my oldest daughters are home from college this week, and they said, if you want to start a religion that a lot of people will join, do you know what you need to do? She said, psychologists and sociologists have studied this out. You need a lot of very strict rules, and people will join it like crazy. Like if you would start a cult, they said they, Muslims have no problem recruiting members because it is so strict. People are attracted to those rules and those things. And she said, now you take the church today in its condition. We see it's falling off like crazy. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons it's falling off is we have, not that you need, we're not saved by keeping the law, we're, we're saved by the blood of Christ. So don't misinterpret what I'm saying to you. Yeah. But we have compromised away the truth of the gospel so far that the world looking at us say they don't know anything. Mm -hmm. They don't stand for anything. They don't believe anything. They, they don't, they don't care about anything, right? Mm -hmm. It is a mushy, there, there's no substance to it. Mm -hmm. There's no ruler of it. That's the false church, right? That yeah. is that false church, and it's not impressive to the world, and it's certainly not impressive to Christ. No, it is not. 
right? No, it is not. Because he says, I gave her space to repent, verse 21. Of her fornication, and, and she, she repented, repented not. not. And in this case, when we're talking about Jezebel, he called Elijah, and God called mm-hmm. out idolatry mm-hmm. as adultery. Mm-hmm. So that's he can he literally be talking about yes, fornication, mm-hmm. because they did commit yep. fornication to worship these gods, and they did in Thyatira, in Greece, and these temples. Mm-hmm. But he's also talking about mixing the religion. Like mm-hmm. fornication as in not God first, mm-hmm. but you can put a false God in there too. Mm-hmm. Yourself. You can combine it. Mm-hmm. You can combine these religious traditions you ha- used to have that you're coming out of with the Christ of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And Paul and, and right here, Jesus Christ saying, no, you can't. I asked her to repent. Right? I, I gave asked her, her a space to repent and her, and of her fornication. And she repented not. In verse 22, we actually see this later in the book of Revelation. But it says, Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. Keep going. And I will kill her children with death. And all the churches shall know that I am he which searches the reins and hearts, and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. Here's what he's telling you in this verse. You don't recognize her, but he knows who she mm-hmm. is. He's the one who tries the heart and the reins. He knows who his people are and who his people are not. Mm-hmm. He knows who truly has a relationship. You can't tell. that Jesus tells a parable where he says, you know, a man plants a field and the enemy comes and puts tares in the field. Mm-hmm. He said... The, the workers say, what should we do? Go through and pick out all the tares? And he, and he says, says, you can't, you can't. Because you'll crush the wheat at the same time. Let them both grow. Mm-hmm. And when we harvest them, we'll I'll separate, separate it out. out. He'll separate and we'll burn those that are fake and we will keep. God is saying the same thing here. These, this false church that's intermingled with the true church, it's not your job to weed them out. Mm-hmm. No, he's going to take Christ's care of It's Christ's job to weed them out. Mm-hmm. And, but here's what it says. But unto you I say and unto the rest of Thyatira, as many as have not this doctrine, and which have not known the depths of Satan as they speak, I will put upon you none other burden but that which you have already hold fast until I come. And he that overcometh, this don't become a part of that, stay true to God, believe the gospel, follow Christ, surrender your all to Christ, keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I received of my father. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of them. And I will give him the morning star. Right. What are you supposed to do? Here's the false church. It's not your job to weed them out. It's your job to stay faithful to what you know and overcome. And if you do... I'll smash your enemies to pieces. They'll be gone. Mm-hmm. I'll take care of that. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you what? Not the false Christ. The real thing. The, the true Christ. Star. Not the fallen star. Mm-mm, the morning star. The morning star. star. Jesus Christ, that constant, true, never changing God who is Jesus Christ. And, and I'll give him I'll give him to you. And right? keep the Listen. two-edged sword. Keep the keep the one who keeps the he's holding them, the stars in the midst of his hand. He's the one that was first, last, dead and alive. He's the one with the sharp, sharp two-edged sword. And he's the one with the eyes of fire and the feet like brass. So if you, if you take that number seven into account, mm-hmm. this has always happened. This happened this then. Is, mm-hmm. This happened in the past. It happens now. And if the Lord waits Terry's, to come it's back, gonna it's going to happen again. And you still are responsible for what? You. you. Yeah. 
You're responsible that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that you study the word and know the truth, that you're praying, believing the gospel first, like he told the mm -hmm. Ephesus church, that you put the first things first. Like he told the next church, he said, you make sure your first love is your first love. Me. See, when you, when you, you have to put it together. See, and when you look at these churches and you see this, this drawing away of the church, it's just as important as keeping the first love the first love. And right? Jezebel looks beautiful. Yeah, she is very pretty. She, she looks is. attractive because she's saying, you can have this eternal life, this gift of Christ, and you don't have to give up anything to do it. You don't have to give up the, your immorality. You don't have to give up your other loves. You don't have to give up false religion. You don't have to give up anything. You can just come in this easy. And, and he says it's like a seduction. It's, mm -hmm. it's seductive. You're like, boy, that sounds good. I'll go do what they say I have to do at church so I don't go to Cause hell. It, cause and then I'll live however I want the rest of the time. Mm -hmm. That is a false church. Mm -hmm. The true church says and not only, he's king of kings, being the he's lord of lords. But being the church yourself, yeah. you can't blame that on your church. It's not right? a church building. It is you, you, the part of the church, who says, right. he's, I'll do what I have to do to check off the boxes. And I'm not going to have a true relationship where he's lord and I'm his servant. Mm -hmm. Or what, where, what, he what says his word says, I'm going to worry about it. Mm -hmm. Right? And it is very seductive. That teaching is not just by women. That teaching is by that false woman who is the false church in the church. And her prophets. And, and it's really popular. Mm -hmm. Turn on any, I forgive me, religious television and listen to them tell you how it's all about what you get. Mm-hmm. When they start right, with it all and it's being about all you about in the first you. place, and it's all wrong. about your empowerment, and mm -hmm. it's all about God wants how your you. works, God love the mm -hmm. things you're working, God. And He's saying, and I God saw wants your works, you but to be wealthy, and God wants you to be. Well, and and of course, God loves you. Of course, God wants the best for you. Of course, He wants truly. He knows the plans. There is the real, and, and there is the, the counterfeit. And you can't forget that they're all in the world at the same time. And as we go back in here, as I'm telling you, back in on further into Revelation, we see this as a full-grown Big deal. Mm -hmm. and, it is a world and her, system. And her end is not good. But her religion is whatever we say goes. Mm -hmm. And if it benefits and that's what me she's teaching. and it makes me as a human happy. You know, sometimes religion, when you have, when you believe in the true God, when you believe in God, sometimes it's a little bit painful to realize you've got to put yourself under subjection once in a while, right? You've got to change. There's a reason he said, pick up your cross mm -hmm. and follow me. That self-denial. Okay, this sounds good to me, but I'm going to put it down because Jesus has called me to this. Mm -hmm. Self-denial is a real thing in the Christian church, but, but that's you don't hear self-denial in the false church. You hear self Fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Listen, you'll hear the key words, okay? That's if you want to know, is this truly of God or is this part of the false church? Listen to how much they talk about your own self-fulfillment, mm -hmm. your own happiness, your own, like, raising up in power, and you're going to be strong, and you're going to leave. When they're talking mm -hmm. about that, they're teaching the opposite of what Christ taught because he said, deny yourself. Mm -hmm. Pick up your cross and follow, follow me. me. Mm -hmm. And I and he said, if we do these things, he's going to give us a crown of life. Mm -hmm. He's going to give us all the things we're seeking for, but it's going to be Power the opposite the of what you think. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to actually trust him. <laughs> have that it, relationship that's a hard with thing him. because does do you not see now that, that Jezebel looks a lot better? Mm -hmm. Oh, I see it. Yes, Jezebel's idea of, and you hear this all the time in false teaching, where it's all about you sounds a lot better than 
suck it up. (laughs) This is what you need to do. And if you deny yourself now, you're going to get the blessing later. Mm -hmm. And by faith, you know, I heard this from Adrian Rogers one time, and I thought this is so very, very, very true. He said, everybody focuses on the faith we need to believe. And that is, that is a gift of God. God gives us the faith to believe, but no one focuses on the fact that we need faith to obey. Mm -hmm. Faith to, when you take like, he, he used for an example, Abraham and Isaac. And he said, God had told him in Ur of the Chaldees that he was going to make him a great nation and his seed, and you know, told him his seed was going to be blessed when he got to Canaan. He had the faith to believe the promises of God. And then after all that time, mm-hmm. when his son comes, he says, take your son up on Mount Moriah and offer him as a sacrifice to me. And now he doesn't just have to have the faith to believe. He has to, he has to have the faith to obey. Mm-hmm. Well, totally different thing. Mm-hmm. Because you said, God, that he was going to be the mm-hmm. father of this nation without number. If I kill him, how's that going to happen? Mm-hmm. But the Bible doesn't say Abraham reasoned with God or questioned. It says Abraham got up very early the next morning and went. And said in his and later on it says right if he he had he had he to had reason. reasoned that God would raise him from the dead but he not only Still believed what he it. said he had he believed trained. enough to obey mm-hmm. the false church never tells you to believe enough to obey they say anything goes God is love this is about your self fulfillment this is about what you want mm-hmm. your destiny your right order, everything. They'll say, God would never ask you to do anything like that, Abraham. This is what they would say to Abraham. That's not reasonable. Mm-hmm. Right? God would never ask that. That doesn't make sense. God asks things that are unreasonable and don't make sense all the time. <laughs> yes, he does. Lord, Libby and I had that conversation yesterday. Does he not? I said something to Libby about praying about some something that I wanted to do. And she said, oh, you better be careful. <laughs> because uh-huh. you'll get more than you ask for when you pray. Which for is that. good. Which is good. But scary. <laughs> it is a little scary. Right? <laughs> but, the, but the true church says, pick up your cross and follow me. Mm-hmm. Deny yourself. I can't leave off the first. Deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow me. So you can see how it's so seductive. But he said, if you overcome it, if you stay out of that false church and you stay in the true church, the true believers of God, I'm going to make you a ruler. He said, if if you're faithful over a few things, I'll make you ruler over many things. I'll take care of your enemies. I'll sort the wheat from the chaff. But if you stay where you're supposed to be, right, I'll be the morning star to you. I will be your true and constant light that never moves, that guides every step. You're going to be the groom to the bride. Right? That's not a fault. Star, right. that's a morning star. That's a morning star, right? That's a difference in. in you got to pay attention to the words. I will give him <laughs> right? a morning star, right? He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. I know I'm only going to get through one tonight, too, aren't I? Okay, <laughs> no, we got maybe two here. So we're getting ready to introduce three more churches, which we probably won't get through tonight. But I want to tell you, so in case you want to read ahead. And, and no, we haven't even got to chapter three, which is the chapter we're on. Mm-hmm. We have a hot church. We have a cold church and, and we, we have, have a lukewarm, lukewarm church. church. Mm-hmm. We, and, and that is then and in our and past now. and now. And if the Lord doesn't return and we have it now. You, and again, it's not a building you're attending. It is you in the building. Mm-hmm. Some of you are hot. Some of you are cold. Some of you are lukewarm. And some of you go in between those things at different parts of your life. And Sardis is a hot church. Mm -hmm. And by hot, I mean on fire for God. 
dedicated to God. He doesn't have anything. He didn't wait a minute, that. wait a minute, wait a minute. I was wrong. I got that wrong. Sardis is a cold church. Yeah. Sardis is the cold church. He says that you look alive, but you're dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's then, read it. Yeah, let's read about that. And it says, chapter 3, verse 1, And unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I got completely me, right? Mm -hmm. I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest, and art dead. Now, how do you live in your dead? He said, you have a reputation that Mm -hmm. you're alive. But you're not. People think of you as alive. Now, they how might they have gotten you. that reputation? They I did some you. research. Okay, what did you say? When the church in Sardis, Sardis started, when the, the first believers were there, it was very much an evangelical on fire for God church. Mm-hmm. This is about two generations in. Mm-hmm. That's and this generation that. at Sardis is not an on fire. In other words, people that think of the church of Sardis and, the, and around them say, that's a good church. Mm-hmm. They go in there expecting life. And, there's death. and when they go in there, they don't find life, they find death. Mm-hmm. And here's you think, well, that's completely hopeless because dead is dead. Mm-hmm. But don't forget, we serve a God who resurrects things from death to mm-hmm. life, and he mm-hmm. wants to deal with this church as well. Mm-hmm. But they're, what do we mean by a dead church? Because somebody listening who's a new believer maybe doesn't have any idea what you mean by dead. Okay. Look at verse 2. Okay. It says, Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. die, (laughs) For I have not found thy works perfect before God. And perfect means complete. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. That's the answer to the There it is. If therefore thou shalt not watch... I will come on I will come on thee as a thief and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Okay, but you still didn't answer my question. What makes a church dead? They are there is no relationship with God. There is no love in that church. It is they are going through the motions of doing things. They it's a check it's kind of like your check off list that you mention all the time. Th- this I, is a do a good club. We yeah, I sang a song. I yeah. I um, shook hands with everybody. I put money in the pot for the poor. I, but I really don't care. I don't have a relationship with God about it. Gospel's not first. Mm-mm. First love's not first. You're dead. Mm-hmm. You, dead is dead. <laughs> dead is dead. No, no Holy, matter what. No Holy Spirit in charge. Mm-hmm. You're in charge. Mm-hmm. The people have taken control of this church in Sardis. Mm-hmm. And he, he's saying that won't work. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you're, you're, you look... Alive. You look like you're a great busy. church. You got a lot of people probably because people, you're having lots of meetings. You don't have any. You don't have any right. anything that anybody can have any controversy over, right? You you're just kind of you're kind of like what Jezebel was to that other church, but maybe not as open, but just going on. Not only that, it's like with good works, or you're missing the point. I think if you saw this today because you could see it today Mm -hmm. you can see it then you can see it in the future i think if you saw it today they're very busy Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. sardis is a um when i read about this today is a place that was used to spread it was an outpouring of greek culture was Sardis the they, one that was the little Athens? Yeah, they were ambassadors of Hellenistic culture and yeah, art. They they called them the little Athens. And here, like they're they supposed were. to be a safe people in this area, ambassadors of Christ. But instead of being an ambassador of Christ, people go there looking for life and find none. 
They, they go there and find busyness mm -hmm. and good works and maybe morality, but they don't find the Christ of the Bible, the real and true Christ, mm -hmm. right? And that's what they're looking for, mm -hmm. I right? Yeah. So, so they're, people are still doing that. They're coming, can you imagine if somebody is truly being dealt with by God and they're lost? And they're looking for a place to come. And they come into a body of believers expecting that they have an answer. And all they hear when they walk in the door is how you're barely making it. Mm -hmm. And how you don't know if God's able to help you or not. And how you're living an old half-life. And, and and you're not trying to see that God. That reminds me of the... What? Would they, wouldn't they just turn around and say, well, the answer's not here. That reminds me of the professor that Rick always talked about who said, if you uh, tell me just one thing... I'll change your grade on this paper. And the question was, what am I saved from? What does being saved, what does that even mean? And this man is an intelligent human being who'd been in lots and lots of churches, but you didn't know what that meant. You didn't know how to tell somebody that dying out to the world and becoming a Christian, you didn't understand that you were being saved from a lake of fire. I agree with you. They're very busy. They've got a good reputation in, the, in society. They got a good name. But there's nothing there about God. I, and I'm and it may be Philadelphia that was the ambassadors. I'm I'm getting my notes confused. Sardis is a very very rich city. I just looked in this note right here. But at the same time, they're very prosperous. They're sending things out all over Greece. Mm -hmm. But what they have to offer looks alive and is dead. But don't forget this too. And I always like this because all through Scripture you see this. Verse 4 says, Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. There is always a remnant somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. So you don't have to be dead you can you can even in a dead be, church there's a remnant right you can you don't have to be dead yeah. you can keep your garments undefiled um carol sent a message and she said um uh relying on your parents or your grandparents oh yeah uh, like uh, i'm saved because my dad was a preacher no that doesn't work that way doesn't work that way mm -hmm. you, you have your own relationship with christ and you are either dead or alive mm -hmm. and you know it mm -hmm. like i've had people say to me i don't know if i'm a christian then you're not because you know, yes. I don't mean that mean. You know. Mm -hmm. Because being a Christian means I believe Jesus Christ is the mm -hmm. Son of the living God. I'm oh, giving him all that I am and all that I ever will be. Because I, he's Lord and he's King. He, he rose mm -hmm. from the dead. He's, he's got all power in his hands. I believe mm -hmm. he is who he said he is. And trusting that when he said... If you come to me and you believe me and you repent and you accept me as your Lord and Savior, I'm able to handle everything from here on out. Mm -hmm. You know if you believe that or not. You know if you have decided your, that or not. Your spouse may not know whether you believe it or not. Well, your they, they probably will. Know, but because if you're around someone who's dead, you, <laughs> dead shows up. That's true. I hate to say that. Dead stinks, right? Dead stinks. And, and it does That doesn't up. mean a Christian doesn't ever act... In a stinky way, and but that means do that dead wrong. is dead. Do. Dead is dead. There's a difference between wrong and sinful and dead. And dead. <laughs> dead, is dead is dead. Dead is. I, it's not a relationship no that I have. It's a a act I'm putting on. Right. Mm -hmm. 
So that's a good. That's good. You. Again, what, what do you get if you overcome? If you're that remnant in a dead church, what do you get? If you overcome? you get to know that your name's in the book of life for sure. You need. To, you I know will that not he not blot out his name. He says someplace, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my Father in heaven. Well, that believing church, that alive part that's still alive in that mm -hmm. dead church, he, he's going to confess you before the Father. Right? That's the one where. When we stand there, we say, it isn't me, it's all him. And he says, that's mine. That's mine. And I'll take right. that. That's yep. mine. So I don't want him to deny me. No, I'm not going to deny either. him. I'm, you have to. I might mess up and do terrible, stupid things and be completely ignorant, but I, I do not want to ever deny This him. is a cold church. And as we, as we go on, I just want to say, God tells us that a cold church is better than a lukewarm church. Mm-hmm. Because a lukewarm church, he spews out of his mouth. Because in a cold church, at least you can figure out you're dead. Mm -hmm. And God can fix dead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's proven that. He's the, he's the resurrection and the life. He can fix, he can dead. fix dead. If you're mm -hmm. dead, there's hope. But mm -hmm. if you're lukewarm, you don't know you're dead. You don't know what you, you need. You don't even know. Right? Mm -hmm. So it, it, it seems ironic to us that we would think, well, it, at least if you're lukewarm, you're getting closer. But God actually says, I would prefer you you were all the way dead. Either cold or hot. I, as lukewarm, because lukewarm, I can't get your attention. Mm -hmm. And right? we'll see that as we get to that church. We'll see that we're very much mm -hmm. um, in that. We can, we can find out all kinds of things about that church. You ready for the next one? Ready for Philadelphia? Yes. So verse 7. Oh, verse 6. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And I didn't say this earlier, but it says churches. Mm -hmm. That's why. That's how I know that this isn't just this particular one church. This is generational and um, involves all of the churches. So he's saying that directly to Sardis, but he's saying that directly to you, body of mm -hmm. believers listening. Mm -hmm. If you're dead, there's an answer. Mm -hmm. That's a hope. If you're dead, call out. Mm -hmm. And repent of your sins if and you accept Christ as your Savior for you yourself. If you have made a profession and you're being seduced by things and you've never made a How commitment yourself. How about if you've made a profession but you've backed up from where you need to be mm -hmm. and you feel cold and dead and you feel spiritless and you feel like the God's not running the show, you took over mm -hmm. and you're not listening, do it now. Back it up and go. Yeah. Say, I'm sorry. You're King of Kings. You're Lord of Lords. You are who you said you are and you can do what you promised you'd do. And don't say it because I said it. You pray and your you prayer it. to God mm -hmm. and mean it. I'm not a big believer in repeat after me. Mm -hmm. You need to seek God with a true heart. A lot of people will, the Bible says they'll say Lord, Lord and not mean it. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's not the same. That is the dead church. Mm-hmm. That is right? what it is. That is a dead church mm -hmm. that says, Lord, Lord, but they have no, they, they don't even think about what the word Lord means. Lord means I'm the slave and you're the master. Mm -hmm. You're I'm in charge. The, I'm the clay, you're the potter. So I'm you the... come across something God says that you don't particularly like, and there's, that's going to happen. Yeah. You say, you're the boss. Mm -hmm. And I'll I'm, I'm to, not going to compromise what you say you want for what I want. It, or I'll have to figure out how to deal right? with it, right? Yep. Because you're in charge. I'm surrendered to you. Mm -hmm. I agree. Let the him, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Verse 7. And unto the angel of the church in Thyatira, I'm sorry, Philadelphia. in Philadelphia. I don't know how I did that. Unto the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy. So that was your cold church. He that is the last true. One. This is your hot church. He that hath the key of David. He that openeth and no man shutteth, 
and shutteth and no man openeth. Okay, so what who this church is really getting a dose of who he is. Mm-hmm. He's holy and he's true. He What's the, the key, key of, of David? David? What is that? I think that's the throne that lasts forever. Forever and ever and mm-hmm. ever. I'm not just king. Now, this is the forever king. Mm-hmm. Right? And then he says, I open doors and no matter who comes against you, they can't shut them. And I close doors and no matter who that comes against you, they can't open them. And when I think of that door, the first door I always think of is Noah's. Yeah. Right? Shut the ark. Nobody could get in. And mm-hmm. I mean, he did what he did. Right? But there are times in my life that I'm glad he shut a door and I think took care. Do you remember when when uh, Moses and Israel were crossing the Red Sea on dry ground, that miracle where the waters parted? And it says that they can see the Egyptians coming and they start to panic. Mm-hmm. But he and puts God that puts fire. Puts fire. Mm-hmm. That's the door I thought of. You thought of mm-hmm. no, I thought that said there's a door that says you you're not going to pass not gonna between, to them, not get to them because I'm standing mm-hmm. right here. Or what about all the army right? stories? And I'm really bad about remembering the specifics, but mm-hmm. the stories where the enemies around them and they're going to just take them Hezekiah out. and his letters, and then God right? just goes, nah, they mm-hmm. aren't going to do that. I'm not going to let them do mm-hmm. that. He says to David, follow me. You're going to hear me. I'll be in the tops of the mulberry trees. If you've been a Christian very long, you've had that happen. At some point, you've had God stand between you and destruction. You've been in a circumstance and you did not know any way at all that this would work out or or how it would work out or what possibly could go, how you were not going to be um, demolished by this thing. And then the next day something happens and it just changed everything completely. And you had nothing to do with it. I've been in several of those circumstances, but that's what he says. And I like it. I don't know. It seems like he gets, sometimes he sounds a little, um, he sounds strong. Do you he think, sounds, do you think the fact that he does this differently with every church, do you think that means that you can know as much about him as you want to? Mm-hmm. Like you, you can know him of, as all of these titles he's just listed if you want to. He's holy. We forget he's holy. He's right? a two-edged sword. He has feet like brass and eyes like fire. He's true. He's, he walks among the candlesticks. Mm-hmm. He's the beginning and the end. Like if you dead, want to alive. church, mm-hmm. meaning me and you, we can know him as all those things if mm-hmm. we will get close to him. We'll draw him nigh to him. He'll draw him nigh to us and mm-hmm. let us see who he really <laughs> is. But if, you can hold back if you want to, and you can only know him as a few things. I wonder sometimes when right? I, when you examine yourself, I wonder if he had to come to you and write a letter to you or to me. Who would he introduce himself to? How would he introduce as? himself to us? What yeah. would he want us to? Do you not realize that I'm this, right? Because when you read about the good things of the Church of Philadelphia, you realize he's given them a lot of good things in his introduction. Uh, already. This is who I, mean, I am before to we you. Ever get, before we ever go anywhere else. Right. Uh, I love it. I'm, I have to say it one more time. Uh, he is holy. He is he that is true. He that hath the key of David. He See, the key of David, that's such an important thing, too, because they're looking for that confirmation that, you know, this was right, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about all the things that Paul writes about how they don't know can they combine Gentiles and, and Jewish people, believers, into Christians. And he's saying, yep, that's me. It's me right here. He that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man open. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength, and thou hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. You might think by him saying you have a little strength that that's what the accusation, but that's the praise. That is praise. See, when he says, Philadelphia, you have a little strength, in other words, you've acknowledged that you need me. Mm-hmm. You just have a little strength. Mm-hmm. 
you know what I have so little strength mm -hmm. I have a little tiny bit of strength when he's and in a huge acknowledgement of my need of mm -hmm. God and that's a good thing and isn't one of the writers that's say, a good thing when I'm weak the, one strong. of the other churches we talked about previously said you well or we're getting ready to talk about said you, you he said to them you think you're poor but you're really rich Mm -hmm. and, and he's going to tell to another church you, you think, think you're, you're rich, rich but you're really, really poor. poor and in other words he's telling this church you think you're weak but that's what makes you strong mm -hmm. the fact that you acknowledge your weakness and your need of Christ that you you understand that you means I can do something with you I have not denied my name you know who God can't use people that don't think they need him mm -hmm. he can't use them he can't you can't do anything with them mm -hmm. no but if you know you can listen if you know like I know that you can do absolutely nothing without him mm -hmm. God can use a weak person he can use a weak you have a little strength I have a little bit but he's got right? it all right? but he's got all strength mm -hmm. he's got all power given into his hands that's a, so that, that, and, and he's and I don't know that this his I don't I'm still on these introduction his introduction is so loving it is and loving. so personal right it's not mm -hmm. it's not like we didn't tell the church back here I'm the key of David no right we, we they said are not ready here. to hear they're it. not ready for that yet they need a sort of truth but now, and then that other church needed to know he was God he's boss mm -hmm. and they right don't have the that other yet. church needed to know hey I'm watching I'm mm -hmm. walking through the candlestick and hey you're not you're not where here. you're supposed to be your heart's far from me mm -hmm. But this he, church needs to know I'm he, all the I'm your protector. On that one, and, and just as a thought that hit, on that one that's not where they're supposed to be, he's still amongst them. He didn't them. throw them away. He didn't kick them out the no, door. No, and, and he say, tells you them how to overcome. Mm -hmm. Here's how you overcome this. Mm -hmm. Here's how you win. Mm -hmm. Overcome means win. Mm -hmm. <laughs> here's win. how you win. Mm -hmm. This is what's wrong, and here's how you win. This this church also has something to overcome, but I want you to listen to what it's saying. It's not what they're doing wrong, but it's what's being done to them. To them. In verse, verse 9. Verse 9. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Now, they're not worshiping the Christians. No. They're worshiping God at their, at feet. their feet. Why? Mm -hmm. Why would they, the synagogue of Satan we talked about before were Judaizers coming in who were not Jewish at all, but loved putting people back under the law and under works to get to heaven and denied the gospel of Jesus Christ. We talked about that in chapter mm -hmm. two, I think, is where we went over what that was. And he said, I'm going to make them, when this winds up, if you're faithful, they're going to be worshiping at your feet, not worshiping the church because we don't accept worship, right? Only God gets worship mm -hmm. and praise. Mm -hmm. What he means by you're going to be standing and they're going to be repentant mm -hmm. of what they're mm -hmm. doing because it'll prove out that you were right you were right all along mm -hmm. that you were right and and, and know that's such that an important thing thee. he's so personal yes. that's such a that's such a mm -hmm. i don't know husband wife poignant kind of a thing it's but, not but a, that also means they're going to know mm -hmm. i have loved thee mm -hmm. so they're telling you right now that god can't love you because you're not doing this and this and this and this and this according to the law he's saying they're going to worship because they're going to realize they were wrong they're going to be on and they're going to realize, I love thee, mm -hmm. that I died on the cross for you. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't die to put you mm -hmm. under the law, but to free you. And they know I have Right, and to give you, and give you freedom and give you who and the look, sun sets free is, is free, free indeed. indeed. Mm. Where's Teresa? We need so, Teresa right there. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience. That's interesting phrase. I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world. 
to try them that dwell upon the earth. Okay, this patience again refers back to persecution, mm -hmm. right? And you're going to, God said, the world hated me. Gonna it's going to hate you. Do not be surprised. He said they're going to deliver you in front of magistrates. They're gonna, you're going to be beaten. You're going to be killed for my name. People are going to think they're doing a good thing when they kill you because they're, they're going to think God they're honoring God, doing mm -hmm. God a favor. He said, don't be surprised. He that overcometh, I will give a crown of life. I'll give him permission to sit with me. So he's going to say here too to them. Mm -hmm. And he said, if you do that, listen, I there's going to be a time of temptation when you are going to want to give in here mm -hmm. and guys coming. Mm-hmm. Of great temptation, mm -hmm. because there's going to be it's going to be very hard to stay faithful to, to God when those antichrist. Listen, antichrist is a person, is a leader. I think I believe that yeah, in the I Bible, that. but I also think it's a spirit of our age, and it mm. is the spirit that constantly says it's we're going to make it place. as hard as possible mm -hmm. for people to believe what the Bible actually says. And we wanna, we're going to make that seem evil. We're mm -hmm. going to make that seem wrong. We're going to legislate against that. Mm -hmm. We're going to we're going to we're going to that. that's people in power that are wicked in high places, right? Mm -hmm. And he said. I'm going to give you the ability to stand. When you want to crumble, you'll be able to stand. You know, and notice, don't you says, want that? Like if you're a believer right now, and what's going on world. now? Mm -hmm. All the world. don't you want the strength to stand? It's I that do. is something coming, but that's something now, and that's something here. And it do you says, know what I mean? It's it's going to be in all parts of the church, but it's going to get more intense. Mm -hmm. That you're going to feel pressure to cave to survive and God is going to say I, if you if you're faithful to me mm -hmm. if you go through this Behold, and you listen to I me come quickly hold that hold I'll give that you the fast ability. which thou hast that no man take thy crown him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God and he shall go no more out and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I the, will write pillars, upon him my new name. The pillars of Solomon's temple were Boaz and Joachim. And, <laughs> and I can't remember. One of them is like, the Lord is faithful, the Lord is true. I I, mm -hmm. I needed to look that up. I didn't look it up, but I remember looking it up before. Mm -hmm. they, glory. So the pillars of the temple were a big deal. And they, the Bible goes in intricate detail of how they were carved and how they were placed and how they were named. Mm -hmm. And what he's saying is you are going to be as stable, as strong, as sturdy as those pillars of Solomon's temple, even stronger, mm -hmm. because this is an eternal temple, unmovable, unshakable, in able to stand. City, in the new city of God. How many of you have ever thought, like, if name. persecution came to us, would I be able to stand? Would oh, I be strong right enough? Because you're terrified. Mm -hmm. would, would I be able to stand for God and not deny him? He said, I'm going to make you pillars, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the ability, and I'm going to put on you my new name, right? My new name. Lord the glorified Lord kings name. Kings. Don't you imagine? That's who he, you, and you're not going to be shaken. Mm -mm. You're, you're going to be, be sturdy afraid. and strong, strong, right? The pillars of Solomon's temple fell. When Babylon crushed the city, the tiller, pillars of Herod's temple fell. Mm -hmm. When Titus crushed the city in AD 70, the pillars of the temple of Christ and his Not church will fallen. never fail. There, it's impossible for them to fail. The gates of hell shall not prevail against them, right? Mm -hmm. And he said, I'll make you that stable in that place, and I'll take it, right? <laughs> right, and, and that's a big deal, right? He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Now, because we're out of time, we <laughs> probably ought to stop right here and not even start on Laodicea. But we've got cold, hot, we've had new, we've had nothing, we've had dead, we've had 
Lost your first love. Lost your first love. We've had we've had all kinds of. Quit trying to figure out who everybody else is and ask yes. which one are you. Which one? That's true. <laughs> That's exactly right. Say, I've been to a church like that. No, don't say I've been to a church like that. Say, I am the church. So I, which and one I am a me. Where am I right now? And what message do I need to hear? And what do I need to apply? And where do I need to do better? And my message to that, when I when I think of having been in church a long time, is it's easy to just get comfortable. It, it's easy. I think it's easy to be over here in Laodicea when we get there because you think you've already done everything and you and you know things and you can get very complacent. And he doesn't want complacent, lukewarm. He wants hot or cold. It's not a coincidence that this church's name is Philadelphia. It, that's the city it's in. But brotherly Philadelphia love. means brotherly love. And we've talked about churches that were very smart. Mm-hmm. We have. And they had some issues that God had to address with them. He loves them. He told them how to overcome. We've talked about church that was wealthy, mm-hmm. and God loved them. He told them how to overcome. But they had some serious, serious issues. issues. Mm-hmm. We, a completely cold, dead church that uh, looked alive in Sardis. <laughs> Sorry. My, my point being... What was my point? <laughs> I'm not saying so Brotherly, Brotherly love. love. <laughs> Look what they got right in the city of brotherly love. He said they are they are believing me. They are patient. This Keeping is my word. What what Jesus said the first two commandments were the most important things you can do. Where all the law and the prophet, he said, are wrapped up in this. Love, love God. And love your neighbor. With all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Can't hardly do anything with a church like that. Mm-mm. Can you imagine the person we talked about earlier that's seeking an answer, walking into that church? Mm-hmm. They know and their something. heart's on fire for and God. They know there's something and there. They love them, and they say, "Okay, these people have an answer for me." One thing that's the church we strive to be. That that you're not coming into church, and I'm as guilty of this as anybody in here, all wrapped up in yourself and your frustrations and your problems. But you're coming into church tomorrow not to be served, but to serve. When you arrive and when the people come in the door, you think, how can I love that person? Mm-hmm. How can I help that person? And think about forgiveness because I was listening right? to a minister today who was talking about this. And he said, you know, we we all know, you know, that in the Lord's Prayer, he tells us to forgive others as we want ourselves. But he said, that's part of love, right? If I've had a dispute of some kind or just a misunderstanding or just a whatever, I've got to forgive and go on, right? Mm-hmm. And when you walk into that church, those are the things that people pick up on, right? Those are the things people listen for. Do you love your neighbor? Are you are you talking about something? No matter what, are you what you're saying, they know. They know. No matter what you say, no, they that's know. True. Listen, I've been in people's houses that said all the right things and did all the right things, and you didn't feel welcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've been in people's houses who didn't know the right things. And, and, and I felt like they would have kept me forever. Mm-hmm. And you could people stay know there if you love them or not. Or not. Mm-hmm. They do. Always. They do. All right. Thank you for joining us. Sorry we ran over just a little bit. We'll continue in Revelation chapter 3 next week. Keep your Bibles open. It's more important now than ever. Mm-hmm.